Welcome to What the If. The show where the universe says, Huh? The universe shrugs its mighty shoulders every time we start recording, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe 2020 has just been an enormous universal shoulder shrug. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, someday, actually, it'd be interesting to do a, a what the if, or I'm curious about the nature of randomness. Oh, yeah, we can do that. It's always of, found quite mm-hmm. interesting. It's pretty complicated, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but we've already, um, we've, we've, uh, destroyed randomness because there was, there was a slight amount of pre-planning for today's show. Uh, that's true. Um, but, but that's fair, I think, because essentially the topic for the day is sort of anti-randomness. Oh, okay. Anti-randomness. So get fired up, get your, put your masks on, be careful, safety goggles on. Uh, real quick, for those who are new, um, what what have people stumbled on here? Oh, um, well, I can't speak to exactly what you've stubbed your toes on. It depends on what, <laughs> what you left on the floor <laughs> last night. Um, but uh, this podcast, anyway, is a, a place where we uh, uh, make speculations about the universe um, and usually change something important about it um, and then see what the consequences of that are. Um, uh, which may or may not uh, destroy the universe. Yeah, they'd be able to, you know, we've been doing this now, I don't even know how long, a couple of years, two and a half years, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, we've got an exciting holiday show. At least I, I have an idea for one. We'll see if it comes through uh, coming up for, uh, for, for the end of the year. But um, we've, put, we've, we've put a few dents in the universe. You know, that's something Steve Jobs. our time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we put dents. I think for Steve Jobs, it, they were supposed to be good dents. Uh, for us, they're really just cosmetic scarring of mm-hmm. some kind um but we've had a lot of help in that by the way it's not just us it's you listeners especially our long time listeners uh you have all been sending uh, and you know who you are mm-hmm. uh, sending us ideas over the course of the entire show and i realized i was going through them today and realizing that we have a lot of ifs in our if tank in our like strategic reserve if tank mm-hmm. uh and so we're going to um the, the holiday show that's coming up will uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, we're going to have uh, as many of our former guests as possible on and we'll kind of plow through a lot of these things and address them so that's going to be fun if you've got any ideas you want to send in or a special holiday idea um do it now uh, asap will be we'll be doing those shows shortly so uh, feedback at whattheif.com we'd love to hear from you and uh, by the way just if if you've never written in um this would be a great time to do it we'd love to hear from you um, we like this uh end of this year to be a celebration of our show since there is um there there's, hasn't been a lot to celebrate although the vaccine is a good celebration in fact that gives me a moment yeah. to shout out uh our um, monday show usually mondays um uh, called What If News is all about the pandemic and uh, Gabby Panicia from uh, Rockefeller University, a virologist. She helps us get behind the science 
listening for that. And if you have any questions for Gabby about the pandemic, about the vaccine in particular, I think there's, there's a lot happening there. We'd love to uh, hear from you. Feedback at whatif.com or just go to our website, whattheif.com. And right there on the front page, you can send us a note box there. Let's get right to it. Super duper duper. <laughs> mega, mega, boop, biggie, um, ifer, Bill. And, and by the way, those of you who've been listening a long time, you know Bill. Bill is that's right. Bill Whether is, you know it or not, you know Bill. Yeah, that's right. Bill is Bill is like a kind of um, a, a great spirit to us. He he writes in many, many, many interesting ideas. He's our muse. He's amused. Yeah, he's exactly. He's amused and also amusing. Um, is that where the word muse comes from? Amusing. That's a good question. I mean, the word like it must, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bill from Winchester, Virginia. I, I, that, I'm sorry, that's just an excuse to hit my favorite music. Bill from Winchester, Virginia writes in. This is what he wrote, and then we're going to tweak this this a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know if Bill was was seeing things in the dark or. What was happening? But Bill, Bill wrote in, uh, Philip and Matt, what the if there was a valid theoretical basis for seeing ghosts? Uh, now, we have done a show on ghosts, by the way. And uh, if you go to whattheif.com, you can see, find all our episodes. We did a whole thing there. Um, but there's a thing, in, there's an idea he mentions here that's very intriguing. I know nothing about. It's a good chance for me to learn something. That is the actual motive for doing this show, to learn science while we have fun. So Bill says, let's take the block universe theory. And he wrote that in all capitals, letters. So our universe is a huge block of space-time. It contains everything that has happened, is happening, and ever will happen. The future and the past are already infused in the block. The past, present, and future all exist now, whatever now is. So um i'm gonna just leave it there and we're gonna we're gonna leave bluegrass land mm -hmm. and masks on goggles on yes. wrist guards on uh what the if the block universe theory is real is confirmed um, is true if we live in a block universe something like that what if what the if we've been so much better say yeah. i haven't had enough coffee today what the if <laughs> we live in a block universe very well nicely done concise so um so block universe part. Block that universe. Yeah, right. um, that's right. What every does this day, mean? Every day is a block universe party. Um, so uh, I guess the, the, the big question is, um, does the universe just make it up as it goes along? Interesting. Um, there's a sense in which we, we live our lives with the assumption that that is the case. That is that... Uh, um, you know, how can you tell the difference between the past and the future? Oh, uh, well, 
Yeah. I don't have much to say about the future because, um, well, here's what I can say. The past is the thing that's disappointing. <laughs> and the future is the thing that uh, maybe go That tanks. may disappoint, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's sort of one of the key elements here is the past is disappointing and that's never going to change, right? You're never going, you're never going to wake up in the morning and suddenly say, oh, May 1993 is finally good, yeah. right? May 1993 is just never going to get any better. Yeah. But May well, 2021 seems, is yeah, possible. Also, that's right. That's right. It's, it does seem like a fitting end of 2020 question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so I say that's a kind of our, our basic, um, assumption going through life is that the past is set, the future is not, um, and that the actions we take now, um, determine the future. Um, so, uh, you're drinking coffee right now, which means you'll be alert in an hour. So you'll edit an excellent documentary and get, uh, an Oscar for that okay. Okay. Um, the past is going to disappoint <laughs> but, there's, but there's no chance that you're going to get the oscar for 1993 because may 1993 yeah. sucks right but you might get it for 2021 right also considering that in 1993 i was just starting and i was making five dollars a day because <laughs> that covered the subway fare i was basically an intern oh nice and all right that sounds right yeah. Doing whatever needed to be done in the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, um, I should say these these ideas have been pondered for a long time, at least thousands of years, um, and the reasoning uh, goes like this: so whether you get the Oscar or not um, is determined by events that take place now, um, mm -hmm. yeah. in the following yeah. sense of if you hadn't if you don't drink that coffee. Um, then you won't be alert and your documentary won't be as good. Yep. Uh, so, um, so we can kind of backtrack that causality, right? So a couple of years from now at the Oscar after party, they say, how did you win the Oscar? He said, well, it's because I drank coffee on the morning of December 9th, 2020. <laughs> Um, and they're like, really? And you say, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And, and you, you admit that maybe there were some other factors as well. Right. Um, but all of those things came together to create the circumstance that then led to the receipt of the Oscar. Um, and uh, we say, fine, that like that makes sense, right? That's the way we're used to thinking about it. Um, the well, what's uh, what gets a little weird though is now let's go back to I don't know a week ago. Let's say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you were also doing things. Um, on that day, right, so that would be um, uh, December 2nd. Okay. Um, so on December 2nd, you were drinking coffee that day too. Yes, absolutely. Um, That's a guaranteed. I can pick any <laughs> And when you were drinking coffee on December 2nd, um, you didn't know what you were going to be doing on December 9th. Right. But here today on December 9th, we can look back on the events that happened in the past week. Oh, and you can point to all of those events and explain why it is that you're sitting where you are right now drinking coffee. So from this point of view, this now, the second, December 2nd is in the past. So that uh, all, all the events that happened between the 2nd and the 7th 
um, are set. They're fixed. They can't have changed. But from your point of view on December 2nd, those things were all um, open, mm-hmm. right? You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But In all fact, of the- considering that we record once a week yeah. at on December 2nd, we screamed in horror. Imagine (laughs) all the possible things that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So all of the things that were in place on December 2nd um, to cause all the events that happened in between the 2nd and the 9th were already there, right, on the 2nd. Um, It felt special to you uh, in that moment, but from the universe around you, there's nothing special about December 2nd versus December 9th. They're both the results of everything that has happened in the course of the universe to this moment and brought you to this place. Does that make sense? Or, this is kind of a heady, special. It's kind of a heady or, concept. Or is it that every, like, everything is Oh, that's right. It's special. everything. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing special about there's My nothing special about you. Um, it's uh, it's that any any given moment in your life, if we picked it, right. um, was determined by everything that had happened up to that point. Right. Right. Well, I guess, I guess what, yeah. what I'm saying, I guess, in the, as far as the universe is concerned, everything that happened in the entire universe mm-hmm. was special or or as well, special or not special. As that's right. So actually, so we're 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 starting to bump up against the the big idea here, um, uh, which is that um, it uh, everything that happened up to today had to happen that way for you to be drinking coffee in exactly the way you just did. Right. So from one point of view, you might say, "Wow, that's that's really special, special and extraordinary." Right. Some a star had to die a billion years ago to get the carbon into the bean that was then roasted to make your coffee. So wow. you say how extraordinary that all of those things happens just right to get you your coffee bean this morning. Yeah. So um, in that sense, it's special, right? Um, because you're in that moment drinking the, the cup of coffee. But right. from the universe's point of view, that's always true for any event that has ever happened. So um, my dog destroying a uh, Christmas tree ornament this morning oh, yeah. is, oh. also, is also the result of everything that has happened in the universe up to this point. Right. So um, one thing you, so the, the universe um, just, you know, does stuff and all these things interact and result in certain events. And we pick out certain moments to call those now, and we privilege those. But what I want to stress is that the universe doesn't care. So you've had several nows in your life, right? You're having a now right now. You had the now drinking a cup of coffee a minute ago. You had the now in the May of 1993. Those all felt like nows. The universe doesn't care about the difference between those nows. Right. They're all all of those moments were just the result of everything that had happened before then. So right. fine. Um, so what we then with one of the implications of this is that we can run that uh, that clock forward. So the universe 
in the same way it doesn't care about now versus 1993, it also doesn't care about now versus 2023. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we can say that um, whatever is happening in 2023 is also going to just be the result of everything that has happened in the universe up to that point. I guess I'm, I'm a little a little hung up on universe doesn't care. I'm not exactly sure. If it's just momentarily, if we take away this metaphor about caring, not caring. Um, mm -hmm. What, what exactly, when you say does, doesn't get, in other words, um, yeah, maybe Every, just that. Yeah, so everything that happens in the universe is the result of the, the combination of everything that had come before it, right? Right, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that will be true for any event, either in the history or in the future of the universe. Right, Okay. right, I guess the question is always right, to get to this place in time, did everything that happened in the entire universe prior to now has to happen? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, so the, that question, did it have to happen, implies that it could have been different. And the general uh -huh. answer is uh, from you know, sort of large scale physics is the answer is no. That is what happened when you drunk your cup of coffee. That was determined by all those past events. And if uh, yeah. I had been, if I had had a good enough calculator in the May of 1993, I could have entered into it everything that was happening at that moment and calculated the future and known that you were going to be drinking a cup of coffee at that, mo at, uh, right. at that moment on December 9th, 2020. Um, so... Then there's a couple ways to interpret that. Um, they're all some flavor of what's called determinism, which is the idea that uh, the future is set, is predetermined. You were going to drink that uh -huh, cup of coffee uh -huh. whether you wanted to or not, because yeah. the whole weight of all the events in the universe were behind making you drink the cup of coffee at that moment. Right. So one way to read that um, is, is just in a, a sense of knowledge. That is, I know you're going to drink the cup of coffee, but you still haven't done it yet. The right. In a way, it's sort of like, can the future be calculated? That's right. So, this, so, that's, a, so that's a prediction, right? I can calculate right. the future or I can predict the future. Um, right. It gets a little, and that's sort of the classical version of determinism, um, is that we, uh, the, the, like you don't have free will, for instance, because mm -hmm. you predict what you're going to do. So that's that has its own horrifying implications, um, but it kind of gets worse too. Um, and the reason it gets worse is, as with many things, is because of Einstein. Um, so one of the things that's one of the consequences. So some, somebody came to Einstein and said, "It is your destiny," <laughs> and Einstein was like, "Not so fast." Well, actually, it's kind of the other way. Um, oh, okay. He probably would have shrugged his shoulders and said, "Yep, that's right." Um, oh. Because relativity is a determinist theory in this sense, that if you take what the current state of things, you can predict what the future is going to be exactly. Um, it gets weird, though, because um, in relativity, two people can disagree about what counts as now. All right, so there's this weird right. property called relativity of simultaneity, um, which is a uh, which is a side effect of the better known phenomenon that clocks run slow uh, when you're moving fast or when you're near 
a, a large gravitational field. Um, for our purposes, we just need to know that people can disagree about whether two things are simultaneous. Um, and this is, I should say, this is enormously convenient um, if you're willing to use it. Uh, so you're supposed to be at work at nine o'clock. You show up at work as uh, the, the minute hand is passing 9.30 instead of nine. Um, and your boss says, you got here at 9.30, you're late. And you say, no, thanks to relativity of simultaneity, we can disagree about whether the minute hand was actually ticking to 30 uh, when I walked through the door. So from my frame of reference, the, the minute hand was just ticking past 9 o'clock and not 9.30, so I'm actually not late. Oh, wow. That's but you would have right? to show up. You would have to be able to show a clock, or no, no matter no, what you that person. You don't have to actually. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, you'll have to be traveling near the speed of light, but that's you know that's no big deal. I mean, yeah. that's well, well worth it to to be late. We all work remotely these days. So. <laughs> actually, uh, you know, considering that this, this is probably another show, but like the fact that we do, everyone works remotely means everyone actually is in a different reference frame. Um, well, yes, and how to yeah. coordinate all of those reference frames is a, a tricky thing, That's a yeah. out, but fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so once we so we get this malleability of what counts as now. Um, right. So when you say, "I am now drinking a cup of coffee," yeah, my now might be you've already finished drinking the cup of coffee, and we both have to sort of agree that that is the case. We have to agree to disagree. That's the the price of relativity. Um, and you say, okay, that's fine. Um, but now what that means is that in some weird sense, I am in your future. I have already seen you finish drinking the cup of coffee. So I feel like I want to take one step back just for those who aren't up to speed with relative viewer. Um, this would happen, um, we don't have to say exactly why, but in other words, what you're saying is if you were in a spaceship traveling very fast, with a telescope that could look mm -hmm. at Earth, um, you under under what condition would you actually be able to see something in my future? Oh, so this is so if one of us is traveling very fast relative to the other, so like near right. in our spaceships near the speed of light, um, right. uh, there are circumstances in which I can see events as finished. You have finished your cup of coffee that, from your point of view, are not done yet. And would that be you coming towards me or going away? Or? Um, yeah, we're zooming past each other. That's probably the easiest way to think about zooming it. Zooming past each other. You, yes, I'm just, how it's a, do you? Yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to visualize uh, without drawing stuff out. Um, well, here, here's, actually, here's the way I've always found this helpful. Let's see. If I'm light travels at, at light speed and therefore a star that's, so if you're on, if you're on a planet, are going around Alpha Centauri, four light years away, and you're looking at Earth, you are now seeing 2016. Uh, that, right? is a, that is a different thing. Uh, oh, that, is, okay. that is just a delay of, um, of light. Um, uh -huh. We're talking, this, this, this is a relativistic thing, um, which is quite different. Okay. Um, so, we're actually, right. so in relativity, we're actually experiencing time in different ways, not just mm -hmm. delayed. Right. Okay. Um, so uh, I don't. I'll think just trust Einstein. Right. Einstein you're going to have to trust Einstein. Happen. On this. Yeah. All right. I'll go um, with him. But what this? So one of the uh, the the hiding implications here yeah. is that what seems like an indetermined future to you, 
You're not sure if you're going to finish your cup of coffee. Yeah. It seems like the past to me. So it has to be the case that the cup of coffee is in some sense already drunk. Whether or not yeah. you just you just don't know it yet, but that cup right. of coffee has been drunk. Um, and it turns out that you can do this with sort of any series of events in principle. So the next moment always has to already be there in case there's a relativistic adver a relativistic observer who would have been able to see it. And you can do this for as long as you want to the end of the universe. So the question, the question you would then ask is, well, why is it that it seems like my cup of coffee is not finished yet when you say it already has? Um, and Einstein's answer to this is that you just see, you're just experiencing sort of a, a, a slice of the universe over time. So this, this is the block universe, is the idea that all the, if you imagine um, everything that's happening at any given moment in the universe as like drawn on a piece of paper, and then right. the next moment in the universe is another piece of paper with things drawn on it that are slightly different, right? right. And you stack up all of those moments over time, um, you'll get this kind of movie of what's happening in the universe. And, so at the, and at the end, when you have a billion of these pieces of paper lined up together, you'll have a block. Okay. Uh -huh. So we call that the block universe. And then, but you, as a, a crude three-dimensional being, can never yes. see the whole block. You just see one sheet of paper at a time. So, so let me, this might, tell me, tell me what you think of this. See, here's, um. I know that if I'm uh, if I'm 65 million light years away from Earth, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at Earth, I see the asteroid hitting Earth and killing all the dinosaurs. Yeah. If I travel forward, um, I will. Am I actually able to rewind? Will I start? No, I'll still be traveling. No, this is a good. This is okay. a good question. So, yeah. So, if forward we, meaning toward, we, that's yeah. right, because forward becomes a a, a a an ambiguous term. Uh -huh. So, if the universe is a block universe, then right. all past and future events are all set and are all equal. One sheet of paper in the block isn't any different from any other mm. block. Um, uh, but then you say uh, we, as human beings, experience it one sheet of paper at a time. We're mm -hmm. moving one sheet at a time forward, right. forward through time, one second per second, we would say. Right. Um, but according to Einstein, there's nothing special about that direction through the block. You can Ooh. have a trajectory any direction you want through the block um, because the block doesn't care. Right. Like, so, I mean, what, like one of the objections to time travel might be, well, the future doesn't exist yet. So how could I go visit it in the block universe? Right. There's nothing different between the, the future and the past. You can go visit anytime you want. You right. just need to figure out a trajectory through space-time that lets you do that. So my my marsupial ancestor, mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. tiny rat creature, um, is scurrying around in the forest at the feet of trying not to get stepped on by T-Rex. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And the slices of time that are moving forward are, you know, uh, oh, I ate a leaf now. And T-Rex just ate a velociraptor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, these events are happening. And the asteroid is closer. And now the asteroid is closer. And now the asteroid is closer, one second at a time. And then the asteroid hits. Yeah. And time keeps moving. So, or someone is able, someone somewhere else, how are they moving so that's, that they're able to well, see the, the future? Thing, that we don't actually know. So we oh. as human beings have no choice other than to experience the universe at a rate of one second per second. We seem to move in the same direction through the block of space-time, no matter okay. what. So By Einstein is saying that there's no way, it's not a matter of moving around in spaceships that will well, allow you to do this. No, it can't. I mean, you can, you can fiddle with it a little bit by getting close to the speed of light. Um, mm. but, the, but you're still restricted to um, what's called your light cone, um, which is sort of your acceptable trajectories through space-time. Um, but the, the, the important thing is that the universe, that, that seems to be a failing of us in some way. We are trapped to a little section of the block universe. Um, but there's nothing about relativity that forbids other trajectories through space-time. So Ooh, maybe, there's, okay. maybe there's some being that, um, <clears throat> that travels laterally through space-time. Um, and we'll see a completely different series of events. So they will not see your marsupial ancestor running around and then the T-Rex having lunch and then the asteroid hitting. They might see the asteroid hitting at the same moment that the marsupial is having lunch. Whoa. And that's, and that's totally allowed. Um, but the reason for that is that they're moving, if you imagine the block universe again, right, we're going straight through the block universe from one end to the other. Um, but our, uh, our relativistic friend is moving crosswise through there and that's totally allowed. And you can, you can sit down and, and figure out what series of events they would experience over the course of their time moving through the universe. Um, but is, is, is Einstein is saying that we can't travel like, like that person is traveling that way is he also trapped in that way of being? I guess it kind of depends on exactly what his method for, for moving so, is. <laughs> right. So we don't know how he got there, but he didn't get there by. That's right. He, he's, starting got something, so he's got something different than us. Um, uh, the point being that there's no, but there's no, that is not forbidden. Anyway, that's, that's a totally plausible sort of thing. So our universe. Is it like a higher dimension? He's in yeah. Higher that's dimension. one way to think about it is a, a dimensionality thing. Yeah. So in the same way that if we lived, if we were two-dimensional critters that lived on a piece of paper, um, a three-dimensional um, uh, being coming through that piece of paper would be extraordinary to us, right? We wouldn't see it, and then suddenly it would be there, and then it would be gone again. But from the three-dimensional point of view, it's no big deal. It's just, you're just poking your finger through the piece of paper. Um, right. So it would be analogous to that. So that being has a different trajectory through space-time and will experience the universe in a really different sort of way, but it will make total sense to them. It won't seem yeah. weird to them at all. Interesting. Now, it's funny because the flatland, we, we were referring to flatland there, the, the, the example of living on a two-dimensional world. It's funny because I always find that fails a little bit in because 
well, the the ant or, or the two-dimensional creature in Flatland just has to jump out. He just doesn't know he can jump out. But I think the example is encouraging you to say, no, 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 imagine he, he completely lives in that. Yeah, that's right. That's, um, you're actually trapped in those in the same way that you are trapped in moving through time at a rate of one second per second, oh. the flatland critter is trapped on the piece of paper. Like you cannot even conceive of getting out of your one second per second experience of time. Right. We right. have to resort but, but to but mathematician Einstein could. Right. Conceive. Yeah. So the mathematicians can sit down. Um, because math lets us imagine things that we would not be able to actually sort of conceive of cleanly. Yeah, so that's that's the interesting thing that's hard to wrap your mind around, at least for the layperson, because um, even this notion, this expression that physics doesn't disallow such mm -hmm. and such, right? That the arrow of time always comes up, right? That, well, physics doesn't disallow this or that. Um, it's hard for us to grapple with well, then why can't we? It, yeah, anyway, it's a strange. Right. Yeah, that's right. And I should say there, there is not a clean answer to that question, um, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> the question is, if, if it's allowed in the universe, why can't we do it? Um, yeah, and exactly. And sometimes that's the American that's way. Shrug, we, right? Yeah, we yeah. should just be able to do it. Um, right. uh, but at least in principle, it's possible. So I should say, if we live in a block universe, everything, yes. no, nothing would be different about how you experience the world. Um, okay. because you're, you're going by one sheet of paper at a time. Um, right. and it feels like you're in charge of your future, but you're not, but that's, that's sort of normal for determinist problems. Um, it's only going to get, uh, exciting if you happen to encounter one of these other beings that gets to move through the block universe in a different sort of way. Yeah. So maybe this is actually Bill's, uh, ghosts here. Um, is that a higher dimensional being? taking a different trajectory through space-time might suddenly appear mm -hmm. in our mm -hmm. three-dimensional point of view um, yeah. for a very brief time um, because our, we say the, the trajectory through space-time is called your world line, which is a, a wonderful kind of mm -hmm. image mm -hmm. to have. So yeah. our world, so right now your world line and mine intersect with each other um, and that's how we're interacting. And that's fine. And uh, our world lines stay close together, so we get to interact with each other regularly. And that's and that's right. So it would actually be very hard for our world lines to diverge so much that we couldn't interact with each other anymore. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But our friend Alice, the the higher dimensional being, um, her world line cross crosses ours um, orthogonally. That is like at a ninety degree angle. Imagine. So she appears in our existence very briefly, can interact with her, um, but then she's on to another chunk of the block universe to continue doing whatever she was doing. Right. So we appear in her reality suddenly, she appears in ours suddenly, um, and then uh, she vanishes. So like she appears and she says, Obi-Wan, you're, you're our only hope. Mm -hmm. And then, and and then, then she's gone. Yeah, that's right. Um, right. So interesting. Actually, she passed through our universe, but she wasn't paying attention to us. She wasn't, you know, doing her business. Almost, <laughs> Whatever. Right. She was um, talking to somebody about. Yeah. If for not, if for no other reason, she experiences the, uh, the the sequence of events in the universe in a completely different way than us. So it might be that she saw the Death Star explode, 
and <laughs> then came back and told uh, um, R2. R2 to right. uh, send the plants onto Luke. Um, so it's very easy to get this kind of Merlin style reverse aging. Merlin, right? yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and it's not time travel per se it's kind of messing with time it's that they experience time in a different way than we do but they still experience it um and it's not totally free they can't just bop around to any moment in the universe that they feel like they still have a trajectory through space time it's just a different one than ours so the blocks um are the blocks like uh almost like so I met when I, when we talk about these ideas, I remember, you know, because I worked in film and we used to work with actual film that was a strip that had individual little pictures, right? So I, I sort of imagine it this way. But when you say block, I'm imagining a three dimensional, more like a cube, which would make more sense. Um, is it as if sort of like there's just these hologram images of each moment in time? That's what the blocks are. Like you yeah, now enter the block. And so that's you... a fine metaphor, right? So when uh, we so the the block of the universe is four dimensional. Um, it's three dimensions of space and one in time. So we what we're imagining when we do our our game here um, is two dimensions of space and one of time. Um, that is the sheet of paper is two dimensions, and then as it moves uh, in time, that's the third. Uh, Okay. So the 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 visualization of the three dimensional block is a metaphor, right? It's a way of trying to explore these higher level right. ideas. But it's actually a four dimensional block, right? Yeah, at the least. That's right. That's right. It could be string theory is right. <laughs> then we have an eleven dimensional block, um, which gives even weirder possible trajectories through now space. Now, when you time. say when you say block, it's so now we're. It sounds like we're talking about some sort of like. With the movie, there are only these individual images. There is nothing in between. It's, when we talk about this block, is that, are, are you actually talking about that there is an, and the paper gives us the same image. That, is there actually a... Oh, well, so that, um, that's, an, that's an empirical, oh, oh, whether it's quantized? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's going to get a little weird there because they say, is there a smallest unit of time? And that's that's something that's up for debate. Um, it works perfectly well for a continuous um, structure oh, of time okay. as well. Uh, but I thought you were asking um, yeah. uh, whether there are actual ends to the block. That is, is there a left side and a and right froze. side? It just went, it and just that went depends on whether the universe has a beginning a different time and an end. A different time. You just went orthogonal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> briefly, we Sorry, lost our world line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we lost the world line, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were saying, uh, you thought I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought you were going to ask about whether the block had um, clean ends, as it were. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm asking, actually. Right. I am. Yeah. Um, so, that is, uh, so that is a uh, a question for the cosmologist. Did the universe have a beginning? If so, then there is a clean end on one side of the block. And then the other side is, does the universe have an end? And if so, then there's a clean end on that side as well. Um, but it turns out that depending on the trajectory you take through uh, space-time, you can just avoid the beginning and the end without any trouble if you're so inclined. So if you want to experience, if you have free reign and moving around in the four-dimensional block universe, you can avoid the beginning and the end. Um, 
without any trouble. Um, and actually, there's a classic chapter in Stephen Hawking's um, A Brief History of Time that talks about this, um, is that if you take the right trajectory through the universe, it, you, can, you can have no beginning and you can have no end. Um, and that's perfectly fine. So if you're, if you're not a beginning and end kind of person, um, you just need to be able to move travel, move freely through space-time, um, and you can avoid it. Uh, so block, when we say block universe... Actually, it means that the entire universe is one block. Yeah, that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not that it's made up. I was imagine I was thinking like Bitcoin or something or blockchain. That it, we were talking about individual blocks. Oh, I see. Oh. No, that's right. Um, yeah, that's the, that's right. That misunderstanding is a side effect of the the metaphor I was using with the pieces of paper being stacked up. I think no, it's right. a block. Sorry. So the important feature of the block universe, in terms of that term, um, is that it is one single piece. Um, the past and the future and the present are not there. <laughs> they're, they're rather, they're all there together. Um, right, right. You think right. of, and then you travel on your little line, your little world line through that block of space time. So yeah. you experience things as you, as your world line runs into them, but those things are there before you run into them. Um, there's no, because this is the universe not caring about the, present or the past to the universe it's all just one chunk one big thing that's there and then we like worms going through the apple experience little bits as we go through not understanding that it's all there already um it's all a piece and we're just getting this very limited vision or if it were sort of a block if you imagine a block made of wood or something it's like we are trapped in a particular grain yeah, that's a particular thread of the grain. Grain. all that grain. Yeah, and then and then one day the bandsaw comes along and right. travels right right through our world line, and we're like, ah, what has just <laughs> happened to us? Um, but from the bandsaw's point of view, it's no big deal. You know, one one way one path through the wood is no better or worse than the others. The idea of a bandsaw traveling in non-linear time <laughs> just sounds really crazy um, well yeah. yeah yeah exactly um so lastly is this uh at the end of interstellar seem to be mm-hmm. like that's what they're kind of trying to portray he goes into yeah. the black hole and he's mm-hmm. he's seeing all these different slices of time right uh yeah, so the the black hole is an opportunity for him to get to a different point in space time than he would have had access to otherwise. Um, right. And the reason the end of Interstellar is so confusing is that it's an attempt to portray a four dimensional, blo- a journey through a four dimensional block universe in three dimensions on a two dimensional screen. All right, that's a that's a tall order. Oh right yeah, yeah. Isn't all it, all yeah. while all while trying to maintain a sense of linear narrative too, um, right. so that's that's a tough thing to do. I love that for all the money, man, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you still come up against math. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, and and that is why actually we'll bring us full circle to Bill's mentioning of ghosts without giving away no spoilers. Mm-hmm. But Interstellar involves sort of there's a aspect of like spectral you know yeah. appear are you is he present is not appear supernatural yeah super yeah 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 very interesting very interesting wow see bill as always bill's 
Bill's ifs are meaty. They are indeed. Like there's dense, a lot going on. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, like a really like a like a like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very, well, thank you, Bill of Winchester. Um, amazing, amazing. Always, always keeps us, uh, always keeps us on our toes and keeps us thinking. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, yeah, my brain, my brain has not been scrambled this much by an if in a while. So, Good. Uh, That's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was preordained. It is the way. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, anything? Uh, so, looking towards the future, is there anything you would like to plug to promote? Things you think may be appearing in other people's world? Line? Um, no, I don't think so. Actually, I'll I'll let you know if my world line is likely to intersect with anyone else's. All right. All right. Um, a wonderful holiday gift for those of you who are still looking for things to, uh, uh, if you want to entertain and uh, even a little impress your relatives or friends or secret, secret Santa, secret gift giving random things. Uh, if you want somebody to know, hey, you're, you're something uh, smart and fascinating that you didn't know about and you can totally learn all about Einstein. For instance, a very exciting story of Einstein. Uh, Matt has a book called Einstein's War, which is available in hardcover and paperback. And um, audio, even, if you've, if you've fallen in oh, love with hearing my voice. yeah. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know you did audio. Oh, I love audio books. Yeah. Uh, is that on Audible? Or is that... Uh, that is a good question. Know? I'm not 100% sure. It's okay. definitely available but on Amazon. Available in audio form, another dimension. So That's you can appreciate it in sort of... Yeah, I don't know what that block book. There's book universe. That's the universe I want to live in. The book universe. Been a, yeah. Actually, the better. <laughs> you're talking about the all these pages of time. Maybe book universe is more uh, appropriate. Interesting. So Einstein's War by Matthew Stanley. Check that out. Um, also, by the way, just one other. I, I happen to be reading a book that was recommended to me um, by Scott Kelly, the astronaut, uh, called Endurance, um, which is all about his life. Uh, on the space station, for instance, at least that's, oh, cool. that's the part I'm reading now, and it's really good. Yeah, it's like uh, it. I don't. I haven't. Don't. I love astronauts. I love space, but I've actually not read like an enormous amount of these books. So maybe there are lots of books like this. It's just it's so real. It's so personal. Like really, just down the details of of his day. Uh, okay. He gets frustrated with ground control, or you know. Uh, the toilet's broken again, and he has to fix it. It's really it's very, very real. So um, I can recommend that. Um, thank you all for listening. And uh, do write in uh, to us with your ideas. Remember, we have a holiday special, so this is a good time. If you've got an idea, you want us to uh, see if we can get behind our uh, hopefully uh, large and uh, multivaried convening of the ifers. Ah, um, yeah. mm-hmm. Right? Um, that will be fun. And uh, or just any thoughts, you know, have you been enjoying the show? Um, what do you like? That'd be great to know. Any suggestions about the show itself? That's always good. Where are you listening from? That's actually my uh, this sort of the feeling of like, you know, always love the bottle in the ocean kind of thing. This is for us mm-hmm. a little bit of a bottle, a bottle in the ocean of time. Um, where are you reading, listening to the what's in the bottle, open in the bottle of the if? Uh, that'd be great to know. And please uh, subscribe if you haven't already using whatever app you're listening to right now. And uh, write a review. You can also use that app to write a review about us. That would be a wonderful 
if you're just looking for a little a little gift a little thank you um for us for uh the holidays that'd be nice just leave us a review um using your podcast app and now wow i'm imagining the the ifs coming at us from orthogonally in the block yeah. universe the ifs are already there and we're hurtling <laughs> towards them Whoa. Right. yeah so, so as we see ourselves rushing up towards next week's ifs and we and by the way next week there's so many i know we're head, we're actually headed towards <laughs> like a massive cluster mm-hmm. of ifs we can't help but shudder not even knowing the future and by the way this i know that what's going to happen here is whatever the past will not be disappointing the past yep. is going to be invigorating one hope uh, yeah. but the now will be terrifying and tumultuous and so we scream what, what? Ah! Ah!